Hundreds of stories, documents, photos and videos published by people from all over Europe. This is My History, a collaborative project of the European Parliament, where history and the lives of European citizens coincide. This is the story of Katerina and her family. This is the story of a survivor. Katerina's father survived the Holocaust in inhuman conditions, but he lost many family members in the Auschwitz concentration camp. As the daughter of a Holocaust survivor, Katerina wanted to share her important testimony with future generations. As the daughter of a survivor, she too bears the scars of the horrors of the Holocaust. Since her early childhood, she'd heard stories of her family's traumatic past, even decades later, it's not easy to talk about these tragic events. Ani jedno z moich piatich vnúčat nevie nič o hrôzach holokaustu, ani to, že sa bezprostredne... Not one of my five grandchildren knows anything about the horrors of the Holocaust, nor that it directly affected part of their family. I've put off telling them, because they're still too young to hear it. They wouldn't understand, and maybe it would hurt them. When I was their age, though, I already knew everything about my family. Katarina's grandparents raised five sons and were living a peaceful family life in Komarno, in present-day Slovakia. They were a family of Hungarian Jews who owned their own bakery. During World War II, the Komarno area was part of Hungary. In 1944, when Nazi Germany occupied Hungary, the Jews from this area started to be deported to concentration camps. One day in June 1944, a Hungarian acquaintance of Katerina's grandparents came to their bakery. He was accompanied by a German man. He viciously beat my grandfather in front of his wife, cursed him for being a Jew, and bundled him into a car. They then set off in the direction of Yur, where my grandfather was reportedly shot while trying to escape. My grandmother and her son Yula were taken to a collection point in the Komarno fortress, from which they were taken to the Auschwitz concentration camp. There, according to surviving witnesses, they were declared unfit for work shortly after their arrival and sent straight to the gas chamber. My grandmother was 68 years old, the same age as I am now. She was a kind, modest and hard-working woman. Katerina's grandparents had five children. One of the five sons, Wilhelm Shandor, born in 1905, was Katerina's father. They called him Shani for short. When he was 26, he married Alžbeta, who everyone called Burzi. Shani was drafted into the Hungarian army, where he worked as a truck driver. He transported the wounded as well as munitions. In 1942, he was sent to a labor camp on the Don River in Russia. There, they were made to do the most back-breaking work. The aim was to ensure that no Jew would survive. In 1943, my father faced enormous hardship during his escape from the Russian front, alongside another Jewish friend. 
they managed to break through the front line and join the Russians. By some miracle, he survived, even though he had faced long-term starvation, a severe winter, several diseases, and even typhoid fever. He was kept alive by the thought of the family he wanted to return to. Eventually, he made it to a Russian prisoner of war camp in Tambov, where he remained until September 1945. His wife, Bergi, spent the war years with their son Ivan in the family home in Komarno, waiting in vain for news of her husband. In 1944, when the situation of the Jewish population deteriorated and they began to be transported to concentration camps, their son Ivan was taken in by a Christian family in the neighbouring village of Svetipeta, where Shani and his family had kept vineyards. Their 11-year-old son was treated well there, and he might even have survived the war. His mother, however, was afraid. She argued that a child had to be with its mother, and so she took her son back to Komarno. However, the people there knew them, and they knew that they were Jews. In June 1944, they were dragged off and transported straight to Auschwitz. I wonder how I would behave, whether or not I would be able to send my children away in order to save them. I'm glad I've never had to face such a dilemma. Shani's wife Bergi and son Ivan were not the only ones deported to Auschwitz. Bergi's sister Lily, who was married to Shani's brother, was also on the same transport. In Auschwitz, during the selection process on arrival, Bergi was immediately categorized as being unfit for work for having a small child, while her sister Lily was classified as able to work. But Lily said that they belonged together and that they were one family. For the three of them, this meant death. Both sisters took little Ivan by the hand and they were taken straight to the gas chamber. What terror was going through this young woman's mind as she led her son into the gas chamber? What did she tell him? I know them only from my father's accounts, but whenever I talk about this with someone, and this does need to be talked about, my throat tightens and the tears start to flow, although 75 years have passed since this terrible event. When Shani, Katerina's father, returned from Russian captivity in September 1945, he learned that his wife and son and many other loved ones, his parents, brother, two sisters-in-law, nephew and ten more distant family members, had been murdered for no other reason than being Jews. My father, Shani, found it extremely hard to bear the loss of his loved ones, but he overcame his pain and started a new family. In 1949, he married my mother, Margita, who was a Christian and had helped save a Jewish family during the war. My father's first family was not so lucky. 
Nobody saved them. Nikto sa nezachránil. Shani would never forget his first wife Burji and their son Ivan, but with his new wife Margita, he started a new family and had two daughters. Shani immediately had them christened so that they would have a document that could help them survive if something like this were to happen again. And then disaster struck again. At the end of World War II, Kamano was part of Czechoslovakia. In 1948, during the nationalization process, the communist regime confiscated most private property. Then in 1952, the regime implemented a scheme to forcefully evict people it considered to be untrustworthy. Under this scheme, Katarina's family were evicted from their own home in Kumarno. Their house was assigned to an artist who was a member of the Communist Party. At the time, Katarina was six months old and her sister Marika was two. They returned to the house two years later, but the communist regime then imprisoned Katarina's father without giving a reason and without due process. He spent five weeks in prison, of which two weeks were spent in the most brutal conditions in the Yakimov uranium mines. Not many people experience what he had gone through. His life was one tragedy after another. I don't understand how he had the strength to overcome all that suffering and stay sane. Nothing broke him. He found a way to overcome every situation. My father had a strong personality. He was an intelligent, brave and honest man. While he was jolly in public, he was rather taciturn at home. When my mother would complain, he would say to her, Don't worry, dear, the good times will come. His credo was never give up. My father lived for 91 years, and towards the end of his life, he returned increasingly often to the events of the war, wondering why it had to happen. Why did his loved ones have to die, even though they were innocent? Although it was contrary to Jewish burial customs, but in accordance with his wishes, Shani was cremated after his death, just as his loved ones had been burned in the furnaces of the concentration camps. His gravestone bears the inscription, Here rests William Shandor, who, until the end of his life, mourned for his son Ivan and his former wife Berzika, who were tortured to death by fascists in Auschwitz. In his will, he left these words to his daughters. Live happily, to the very limits of human possibilities. Your loving father, Shani. This was My History, a project of the European Parliament in collaboration with people from all over Europe. If you're interested in more podcasts from the European Parliament, look online for Europal Audio or go to the portal of My House of European History.